Section 21F Project Management Introduction Project management? I'm not in the plans and programs business, so why should I worry about managing a project? These are questions which may be on your mind right now. If so, you may be right, for now. However, you have the likelihood of taking positions in the future which will or do involve the sound management of a multitude of resources. Even if you are not involved in the management of a long-term project involving millions of dollars worth of resources, the benefits of obtaining knowledge of project management principles and their application will make you a better planner and manager. In addition, these same skills will easily blend with your other management skills to improve your effectiveness as a manager and a leader. Scores of books have been written on the topic of project management, and this short reading cannot make you fully knowledgeable of all aspects of project management. However, this reading will familiarize you with some of project management's essential terminology and illustrate practical uses of project management principles. Project management cannot be understood unless you know a little bit about the project management language. Project management Project management uses a unique array of terminology to communicate its principles and use. The first term we should probably clear up right away is the term project management. According to Hersey and Blanchard in their book Management of Organizational Behavior, Management is defined as the process of working with and through individuals and groups and other resources to accomplish organizational goals. Hersey and Blanchard, 5. In their book, Successful Project Managers, Jeffrey K. Pinto and O.P. Carbanda define project as a combination of human and non-human resources pulled together in a temporary organization to achieve a specified purpose. Pinto and Carbanda, 13. Although there are many definitions to choose from, for the purpose of this reading, we'll use Pinto and Carbanda's definition of project management. The process of leading, coordinating, planning, and controlling a diverse and complex set of processes and people in the pursuit of achieving project objectives. Pinto and Carbanda, 17. With this definition in mind, it may be worthy to examine what project management is not. A project is not a program. Programs are ongoing. A project, by definition, is something temporary. Although temporary could be in terms of years, a project is unlike a program. You are involved with many programs in your work centers, and programs are ongoing. A project has a single objective, which has some time frame attached to it. Armed with project management's basic definition, we can now expand on project management's other terms. Some of the terminology used in project management is contained in the basic steps of project management. These steps are depicted in Figure 21.1 and appear in the book Fundamentals of Project Management by James P. Lewis. Lewis, 7. Define the project objective. Identify the problem or objective to be solved or the improvement to be achieved by the project. What client need is being satisfied by the project? Develop solution options. How many ways might you go about solving the problem? Of the available alternatives, which do you think will best solve the problem? Some decision analysis techniques will come into play here. Plan the project. Planning is nothing more than answering questions, what must be done, by whom, for how much, how, when, and so on. Execute the plan. 
Sometimes people go to great length and effort to put together a plan, but then fail to follow it. Follow your plan. Monitor and control progress. The project manager must monitor and control by being present and making appropriate decisions. This is where you'll determine whether or not the plan was sound and can make adjustments as necessary. Close the project. Once the objective has been achieved, the project is finished, but there is still a final step that should be taken. It's time for lessons learned, what went well, what didn't, and what should be improved. Lewis 7 Ultimately, the goal is to achieve the objective of the project in the most logical, sensible manner. By following these steps, you will succeed. Sound simple? We all know there is more to it than just knowing the steps. Once a realization of the steps of project management is attained, accomplishing these steps requires understanding of some more terminology. Before you can complete step one of project management, you have to ensure the problem or improvement opportunity is clearly defined by the project objective. You might say that an objective is simply a goal, but in reality, when it comes to project management, an objective has to be more specific than a typical broad goal. According to Marion E. Haynes in her book, Project Management from Idea to Implementation, good objectives are SMART. SMART is an acronym which stands for Specific, Measurable, Action-Oriented, Realistic, and Time-Limited. Specific because a good objective says exactly what you want it to say. Measurable because you want to be able to determine whether you have met the objective. Action-oriented by using statements that have action-tense verbs and are complete sentences. In other words, make the objective active voice, not passive voice. Realistic because good objectives must be attainable, yet should present a challenge. Time-limited because a specific time should be set by which to achieve the objective. Haynes, 16. For example, Accomplish the renovation of the office area would be an example of a goal you wish to achieve. A smart objective for such a goal might be renovate the office area by June 30th, 2000X at a cost not to exceed $12,000. By specifying the objective of the project, you can now determine the constraints you have to operate under. Constraints are numerous for all activities we endeavor, but constraint consideration is crucial for project management. According to Jeff Rice in his book, Project Management Demystified, quality, time, and cost are the main constraints realized in project management. Quality refers to being in accordance with the requirements, the specifications. Time refers to the amount of time you have to complete the project. Cost, of course, refers to your resource constraints to include the four M's necessary to complete the project, money, manpower, machinery, and materials. One of these constraints, quality, time, and cost, will be your driver for the project. Rice, 39. To understand the meaning of driver, let's examine some of National Aeronautics and Space Administration's projects. In the 1960s, a manned vehicle called Sputnik broke through the Earth's atmosphere and the space race began. In an effort to catch up, time became a driver for National Aeronautics and Space Administration's project to launch a man into space. The amount of money spent, or the quality of the materials, although important, did not drive the project. However, during the 1980s, the explosion of the Challenger caused National Aeronautics and Space Administration to change drivers. 
Now, quality became the driver for future projects. The driver for your project will have an impact on the other two constraints affecting your project. Ensure you take this into consideration when making decisions about your project's objective. If time is the driver, the T of your SMART objective needs to be reflective of that driving influence. If quality is your driver, the S of your SMART objective needs to be predominant. How will quality being your driver affect the other constraints? Quality increases the amount of time taken and increases the expense of materials. You must always remain cognizant of the impact one constraint has on another and adjust the management of your project accordingly. Ultimately, your driver and affected constraints will have an impact on the solutions you develop. As the project manager, it is incumbent upon you to provide the leadership and use good team-building techniques to establish a sound project objective and generate the solution options necessary to achieve those objectives. Once these steps have been completed, it will then be time to embark upon the most important and time-consuming aspect of project management, planning. As indicated earlier, planning the project involves answering several questions. The first of those questions is, what must be done? The answer is contained in the objective of the project, but more specifics are needed. Haynes states that the starting place for answering the question of what must be done is by using a work breakdown structure. A work breakdown structure is a technique based on dividing a project into subunits or work packages. Since all the elements required to complete the project are identified in the work breakdown structure, the chances of neglecting or overlooking an essential step are minimized. A work breakdown structure is typically constructed with two or three levels of detail, although more levels are quite common depending on the complexity of the project. Haynes 25. To illustrate using an elementary example, figure 21.2 depicts a work breakdown structure for a typical yard project. Granted, a work breakdown structure would not usually be constructed for such a project, but to illustrate the concept, it is best to use something very simple to start with. Graphically, you can quickly ascertain the necessary tasks to complete the project. Such a structure for your project will permit you, and others who see the work breakdown structure, to readily identify what needs to be done, spot omissions which might later affect the outcome of the project, and make suggestions for improving and expanding the work breakdown structure. How much is too much detail? According to Lewis, the general guideline is that you stop breaking down the work when you reach a point at which you can estimate to the desired degree of accuracy, or at which the work will take an amount of time equal to the smallest units you want to schedule. Lewis, 41. Taking figure 21.2's work breakdown structure as an example, although the trim hedge element of the project is an element that needs to be included as part of the work breakdown structure, it is not necessary to further indicate whether the hedge should be squared or rounded, done from left to right or top to bottom, etc. The amount of breakdown is an element the project manager and the project team must decide upon. Once the work breakdown structure has been tweaked and finalized, the next step is task analysis. Like the work breakdown structure, the amount of detail needed for the task analysis depends on the task involved and the desires of the project manager and project team. The more complex the project, the greater the importance of detailed task analysis. 
Figure 21.3 depicts a typical task analysis and details considered using our elementary example task pertaining to the yard project. As you can see from the example, a wealth of information is contained about the task which is not depicted in the work breakdown structure to include task milestones, more specific information of how the milestones can be measured, an identification of dependent tasks, budgetary concerns, task assignments, and reporting requirements. As the project manager, you can delegate the task analysis for each task to the appropriate person. Once they are compiled, you can make final decisions on task assignments and budgetary concerns. The task analysis is what provides the crucial information for determining how the tasks of the project interrelate. For example, in the case of the yard project, the tasks associated with preparing the equipment must be completed prior to any of the other tasks being accomplished. There is no sense in accomplishing cleanup if you haven't done any of the work yet. Although this example may seem to be common sense, when larger projects are in the planning stage, it is imperative the proper sequencing of tasks occurs prior to beginning a project to ensure the efficiency of the project. You wouldn't want carpet installed in your home prior to painting the ceiling and the walls, right? Once a task analysis has been performed on all tasks associated with the project, the next phase of project management, scheduling, must be conducted. The advent of computer software has made scheduling tasks for projects much easier than it used to be. According to Lewis, until around 1958, the only tool for scheduling projects was the bar charts. Lewis, 50. Figure 21.4 below depicts a simple bar chart constructed from a word processing software package using a table. As you can see, the time taken to complete a task is depicted graphically as one of the dark colored bars in 5-minute increments. Lewis indicates that prior to the advent of project management software, similar charts were used. Charts, such as the one depicted in figure 21.4 above, were called Gantt charts, named after Henry Gantt, the developer of this notational system. Until the advent of computer software packages, Gantt charts had one serious drawback. Determining the impact of a slip of one task on the rest of the project was very difficult. To overcome this problem, two methods of scheduling were developed in the late 1950s and early 1960s that used arrow diagrams to capture the sequential and parallel relationships among project activities. One method was called Critical Path Method, developed by DuPont. The other, Performance Evaluation and Review Technique, was developed by the Navy and the Booz, Allen, and Hamilton Consulting Group. The major difference between the two methods is the ability performance evaluation and review technique has to calculate the probability that an activity will be completed by a certain time, whereas critical path method does not. Lewis 51 It is important to point out that critical path method is a method of scheduling used when the time for completing each task of the project is well known, whereas performance evaluation and review technique is used when task durations within a project, usually a large project, are unknown or difficult to predict. For example, in the case of the yard project, if you had performed the various tasks before, you would be able to accurately estimate the amount of time it would take to complete the tasks based upon your own personal experience. Therefore, critical path method would be a simpler method for scheduling. 
However, in the case of a large project where estimates are not based upon personal experience, performance evaluation and review technique might be a more appropriate method for scheduling. According to Haynes, a way to deal with the lack of precision in estimating time is to use a commonly accepted formula for the task. The estimate is derived in the following way, figure 21.5. Once a time duration is determined for each subunit of the project, the next step is to determine the earliest and latest starting times for each subunit, Haynes 31. Both critical path method and performance evaluation and review technique methods are used for what is termed network analysis. According to Rice, network analysis is simply breaking down any project into activities or tasks and then deciding how long each task will take and how each of these activities relate to one another. From this data, you calculate the timing of each element and predict which activities or tasks are vital to the success of the project. Rice, 46. The analysis, a simple graphical expansion of the task analysis, is depicted using bar charts, critical path method, performance evaluation, and review technique, or a combination of the three. For critical path method and performance evaluation and review technique, a common convention used is called activity on arrow or precedence. For the purpose of this reading, we will refer to the technique as strictly precedence. To better understand this technique, the following series of diagrams and accompanying explanation is provided. In figure 21.6 below, the precedence, or task, to be accomplished, is indicated on the line between the two circles. According to Rice, the words written above the line describe the task and are known as the task description. This task or activity, precedence, takes a certain period of time. We call the circles events, or nodes, and they illustrate the completion or beginning of events. Rice goes on to say that the circles can also be squares, diamonds, or a variety of other symbols, depending on what technique is being employed. Rice, 49. To expand this concept a little, let's take a look at a slightly more involved example. In figure 21.7 below, we see an example of how the precedence of open garage door must occur before the next two separate events can begin or reach completion. In other words, for event 4 to take place, the beginning of the precedence is get the car out and get the bike out, the prior precedence open garage door must take place. When a task must be completed before other tasks can begin, that task is said to be a dependency task, or predecessor task. According to Rice, the completion of events like 5 and 6, get the bike out, and get the car out, are dependent upon the task, open garage door, and therefore follow open garage door. These succeeding tasks are independent of each other in the diagram. In other words, they can be accomplished independently of each other, provided the same person is not accomplishing both tasks. Rice, 50. Tasks that are independent of each other can be performed simultaneously if adequate resources are available. According to Rice, we can also estimate the amount of time which we think each task will take, and this amount of time we call the duration of the task. When a network diagram is drawn containing nodes connected by tasks labeled with durations, the time each task should happen can be calculated by adding up the durations of the various routes contained within a network. Normally, one of these routes will take longer than the other routes. 
the longest route is referred to as the critical path. The completions of the tasks along the critical path are vital to the success of the project, for if any one of those tasks becomes delayed for some reason, the entire project will also be delayed. For example, figure 21.8 illustrates a network diagram with multiple routes and activity arrows labeled with task completion times. The critical path is indicated in bold A, C, E, G, I along the route with the longest total completion times. If the tasks between A and C, C and E, E and G, or G and I should take longer than the time indicated, the total length of time for the entire project will be delayed. Hence, this critical path is vital to task completion, so the tasks along this path should receive the most attention during the length of the project. As indicated earlier by Rice, squares can be used to represent these events or nodes. Performance evaluation and review technique make use of squares to illustrate network analysis. Rice 49 in figure 21.9 below, in the network diagram of figure 21.8, is formatted in performance evaluation and review technique. The critical path is identified by the bold-faced box borders and the arrows that lead into and out of them. As you can see from the upper left box labeled XYZ project, the project is to take 22 days, assuming the critical path durations do not change task 1.1 of 5 days, plus task 1.3 of 5 days, plus task 1.6 of 7 days, plus task 1.9 of 4 days, plus project review of 1 day equals 22 days. Whether you choose network diagramming like that depicted in figures 21.7 and 21.8 or a Gantt chart is insignificant. The important thing to remember is that the tool used should be simple to read and user-friendly for your project. For the purpose of the remainder of this reading, we will use a Gantt chart to graphically depict further project discussions. Most project management software packages make use of Gantt charts, but even if you do not have access to project management software, Gantt charts can be easily constructed manually in most word processing and spreadsheet programs. Figure 21.10 below is a Gantt chart from a popular software package that depicts the information displayed previously in figures 21.8 and 21.9. The critical path in figure 21.10 is identified by those tasks whose task names are larger, bold-faced, and underlined in the column labeled Task Name. As indicated earlier, the critical path is vital to task completion, so the tasks along this path should receive the most attention during the length of the project. Reese indicates that activities off the critical path have some freedom of movement without affecting the overall project. These tasks are said to have float or slack. The amount of float is the amount of time the activity can be delayed without affecting the project overall. Critical tasks have no float and may become critical when their float is consumed by the passage of time. There are two types of float, free float and total float. Total float is what we have been talking about thus far, the amount of time a task can be delayed without affecting the project's end date. Rice, 52. Note, in the following examples, the Gantt chart depicted is for a work schedule of Monday through Friday, with weekends being non-duty days.
For example, in figure 21.10 below, task 1.2 has two days of total float. Since it is not along the critical path, if it was to be delayed by two days, it would still not cause task 1.6 to be delayed from occurring, thus its delay would not affect the critical path or the project. Free float is the amount of time a task can be delayed without affecting any tasks at all. Task 1.2 causes the delay of task 1.4, therefore it has no free float, because a delay of this task affects another task. However, task 1.4 has free float, for if it was delayed by as much as two days, its delay would not have any effect on the accomplishment of another task. Why? Because task 1.3 must be accomplished before tasks 1.5, 1.6, and 1.7 can occur. Since task 1.3 is 5 days and 1.4 is 3 days, if 1.4 was to start 2 days late and still finish in 3 days, it would not hold up the tasks which are also waiting on the completion of task 1.3. That extra 2 days is called task 1.4's free float. Float, or slack, is a concept which is very beneficial to a project manager. For example, suppose task 1.3, a critical task, was accomplished by a team of folks. If a couple of team members were unable to perform for some reason, emergency leave, hospitalization, etc., task 1.4 could be delayed and personnel from the team accomplishing that task could be used for task 1.3. Another possibility might be that computers used for accomplishment of task 1.3 have failed and task 1.4 could be delayed to permit the computer resources to be used for task 1.3. Knowledge of task duration, resources to accomplish the task, and float available for tasks can enable a project manager to make sound decisions to keep the project on schedule or to even shorten the time required to complete the project. There is a multitude of information available on project management. We have attempted to introduce you to some of the terminology, expound on some project management principles, and illustrate practical uses of project management principles. Remember, project management and program management are not the same thing. Unlike a program, a project is temporary, not ongoing. Project management is the process of leading and managing processes and people in the pursuit of achieving project objectives. The steps of project management include defining the problem, developing solution options, planning the project, executing the plan, monitoring and controlling progress, and closing the project. Project objectives should be smart, specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-limited. For project management, the primary constraints are quality, time, and cost. Of these three constraints, one of them will likely be the driver for a project. The driver of a project will have an impact on the other constraints affecting the project. As a project manager, you must remain constantly aware of the driver and how it impacts the other constraints of the project. With the constraints in mind, it is imperative for the project manager to provide sound leadership and management to develop the solution options necessary to achieve the project objective. Once options are developed, the most important and time-consuming aspect of project management must occur, planning the project. Planning a project involves activities that answer the questions who, what, when, where, and how. 
Techniques of special importance to use during planning are a work breakdown schedule, task analysis, and scheduling. Scheduling is accomplished in a number of ways to include Gantt charts, critical path method, and performance evaluation and review technique. Gantt, critical path method, and performance evaluation and review technique are methods used for network analysis. Critical path method and performance evaluation and review technique use a common convention called activity on arrow or precedence. Regardless of the method used, the route contained in the diagram depicting the longest duration is referred to as the critical path. The completion of the tasks along a critical path is vital to the success of the project, and failure of any one of those tasks to be completed on time results in a delay to project completion. The activities of some tasks off the critical path have some freedom of movement without affecting the overall project. These tasks are said to have float or slack. The two types of float are total float and free float. Total float is the amount of time a task can be delayed without affecting the project's end. Conclusion Organizational management is the process of organizing, planning, leading, and controlling resources within an entity with the overall aim of achieving its objectives. Organizational management provides leaders the ability to make decisions and resolve issues in order to be both effective and beneficial. This chapter provided valuable information leaders need to effectively manage their organizations. This chapter covered organizational design, managing organizational change, conflict, problem-solving, and project management.